Well, hello there and welcome to episode 74 of the Whiskey Wonder Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lewis, certified bourbon steward from the State of Thieves Society and Maker's Mark Ambassador. Thanks for tuning in this Sunday afternoon for episode 74. So thankful for each and every one of you on the podcast. I know there's so many that you could be listening to, and I really just want to make this a good podcast, a good tool for everybody that maybe a little entertaining, informative, that kind of stuff too. I have been reading, and this hopefully because today is the 17th of April, afternoon Sunday, and for episode 74, and I've been reading a few things here. One of the things I've been reading is an article by Joseph V. Mekalev, and he's a contributor to Forbes.com. And there is an article titled, The San Francisco World Spirits Competition is now the largest in the world. And they hold it in April, so it just finished and it's pretty recent. So this is probably, you know, fresh, hot off the press kind of news. I try to have, like I said, a cornucopia, just like whiskey. You know, you're gonna get a cornucopia of flavors and a bottle of whiskey, and depending on what you buy and where you buy it and all that kind of stuff and how it's made. And so this is a great article. I just wanna share a few aspects of it and then go into Zach Johnston's uh, article as well uh, about uh, some information that, that he had, because he's one of the judges here at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. But I wanted to read, going back to the, this article, the San Francisco World Spirits Competition is now the largest in the world by Joseph V. Mekalev. He's a contributor to Forbes.com. And quoting from here, and this is why, and I mentioned, I've mentioned this before in a number of podcasts, it's like the Oscars. And this is pretty huge. I mean, if you can get, you know, some medals here, you're really good. Because there's a lot of entrances. And I want to read here uh, what this article is mentioning from Forbes.com. And it says, the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, known as the SFWSC, has just finished its 22nd annual judging of spirits. Founded in 2000, the SFWSC is the oldest competition in North America. And here's here's my point that this is so impressive. The article continues, a total of 70 judges drawn from all over the world evaluated approximately, get this here now, this is amazing, evaluated approximately 5,000 spirits over two weeks this month. This article says in April 2022. I'm gonna read that again. It says a total of 70 judges drawn from all over the world evaluated approximately 5,000 spirits over two weeks in April 2022. That was just this month. And continuing on with the article, it says according to Amanda Blue, president of the Tasting Alliance, the parent organization of the SFWSC, as well as spirit competitions in New York and Singapore and wine competitions in San Francisco and New York. 2022 marked the largest number of entrants that the San Francisco competition has ever received. I think that's amazing. And some of the things I really wanted to highlight too from the article is uh, what I'm gonna read from, which I'm so glad I'm really looking forward to this. I'll make some comments in just a moment, but the article says, according to Maddie McDowell, newly appointed managing director of the competition, this year saw entrance from more than 40 countries. The American single malt whiskey category 
a new addition to the judging had more than 60 entrants. Now that's now my commentary is I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to seeing the American single malt whiskey category. And then continuing on, it says, the article says, weeded bourbons, another new category, had more than 20 entrances, or 20 entrants. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing, specifically, the American single malt whiskey category. Now I went online to try to get the results, and right now I'm just finding the 2021 results because I think it's so fresh and new. Uh, this month's competition, I think it only ended probably days ago. And what happened is I think they're still probably uploading the brand new winners of this year because they still have the winners from last year. And I'm going to make a prediction right now. Okay, I'm going to make a prediction right now that one of my favorites, Westward, Westward is fantastic. I'm making a prediction right now. I'm making a prediction right now on the Whiskey Winter Podcast before I even know the results. I don't know the results because I think they're uploading the 22 results because I think this competition just ended days ago. And I'll get into a little bit more of that with Zach Johnston's article I want to share with you. So double gold winners that he talked about. And, uh, and he was one of the judges. But I'm going out on a limb right now to say that Westward American single malt stout cask. One of my all-time favorite whiskeys I've ever tasted in my life. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. Ken's bar, kensbar.org. You can check his blog out. Ken's very knowledgeable. We've done podcasts together. And I thank Ken for that bottle that he gave me. Now, I'm holding it right now in my hand. The Westward American Single Malt Stout Cask is fantastic. It's one of the best American single malt. You know, it's one. You know, it's one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. And I'm, like I said, I'm going on a limb here this Sunday afternoon and saying, I bet if it doesn't win at, at San Francisco in the spirits competition, if it did not win a gold medal, I'm guessing it wins a double gold in the category of the American single malt whiskey category because it's a new, as we read, it's a new, a brand new category. And I'm really looking forward to see who won. And I'm predicting that Westward actually wins some gold and double gold. And I'm going on a limb right now saying that Westward American single malt stout cask. And thank you, Ken, because Ken gifted me a bottle last fall. And I'm, I'm saying that that bottle probably will win double gold. It's one of the best bottles I've ever had. They are uh, fantastic. I really, I really love it. It's uh, basically bottled and distilled, matured uh, from Westward whiskey and uh, from Portland, Oregon. And it is fantastic. And you know what's interesting too, is I didn't realize what I had in my hands. Back in the fall when Ken was nice enough to gift me this bottle, and it took me days before I, you know, I opened up the package because I, I was feeling bad. I had COVID, is one of the worst sicknesses I ever had, and I didn't feel like, well, you know, doing anything. I didn't even feel like being in bed, and 
I, I felt so horrible with COVID. And it was one of those things that I had, you know, I, I thank the Lord for healing me. So thankful He healed me. And, but you know, I felt so sick. And I remember like days later, I opened up the, the package that he had for me as a gift. And I looked at that bottle and I did not realize what I actually had. I did not know what a great bottle of whiskey I had in my hand because I didn't. I did not feel like drinking anything. You know, barely. I don't think I even felt like drinking water. All I felt like was just being, you know, just like in bed doing nothing. I felt so exhausted. I was wiped out. But then when I got better, I felt better, and uh, I felt. You know, it took me weeks before I ever. I don't know how. I don't know if it was maybe a month or two after COVID, I think maybe it might've been a couple of months later after COVID, a month or two, I can't remember how many weeks or, or months until I finally felt good enough to actually start, you know, uh, having some whiskey again. And I uh, basically, cause you know, you lose your taste, or at least I lost my taste when I had COVID, but I was holding that in my hand thinking, well, thank you, Ken, I appreciate this gift, but I did not realize how great that bottle was, but I'm so thankful that I have that bottle now. I really appreciate it once I got to actually see how good that bottle is. And so I'm hoping Westward, you know, single malt stout cask. And I've talked about Westward before from, you know, uh, quoting from Whiskey Advocate Magazine and past podcasts. They've actually quoted, you know, they, they, I quoted them, Whiskey Advocate Magazine, one of my favorite magazines in the world of whiskey. And, Right now, their newest edition, I don't have one yet, uh, is a, a special kind of on rye. They have a focus on rye. And um, I have like a, a, a one that focuses like on bourbon. They have certain themes that they actually like to focus on in their editions. And uh, the bourbon one, uh, I actually have. The newest one is rye, the newest edition of Whiskey Advocate. But they've talked about that magazine, very well-known magazine. And they have talked about Westward before, and I've actually quoted Westward in other podcasts. And so I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm looking at um, this uh, article. And I know, too, now going back to uh, Joseph V. Mekalev, his article, he does say, go to the Tasting Alliance website for a complete list of the 2022 medalists from the SFWSC. Finalists and winners of the best of class, best of category, and best overall spirits categories will be announced over uh, the next several weeks. So I think they're still kind of working on, you know, finalizing all these things too. And uh, so I'll, later, later on these days, I'll actually get to the Tasting Alliance. I want to take the time to do it on the podcast. Maybe I'll wet your whistle, no pun intended, and maybe check it out. I have not checked out the site yet, so I don't know, but I'm making a prediction that Westward is definitely bringing home some medals. And my prediction is the American single malt uh, stout cask double gold. That's going to be my prediction on that one. Now, when I go back to the article that I really enjoy, that I have been uh, reading, there is an article that is really good. I've been reading uh, uprocks.com from Zach Johnston. Zach Johnston actually was one of the judges there at the San Francisco World Spirits competition this year and actually this month and he has an article just dated yesterday so this is pretty you know this is pretty new stuff 
He's got an article on uprocks.com uh, titled All the Double Gold Winning Straight Bourbons from This Year's San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And like I said, he acted as one of the judges. And I'm going to quote from his article where he says, Winning a double gold medal at any spirits competition definitely makes a big impact. It means your product stood out amongst its peers and found fans among some truly seasoned tasters. When that competition is as highly regarded as the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, SFWSC, it's kind of like being nominated, and I mentioned this before in other podcasts. It's like the, you know, it's like the Oscars here of alcohol. And even Zach Johnson's article says it's kind of like being nominated for a liquid Oscar. And he says, you're not best in show, but you are near the top of the heap. And so he has an article he's saying here, uh, today Uproxx is listing all the double gold straight bourbon winners from the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the SFWSC. He says, these aren't the very top, but they are accessible very drinkable bourbons that the judges enjoyed. Look at it this way. A medal means the bottle stood out in some way. A double gold means that wow. And he says, I speak from experience as I was literally a judge in this competition. And he was. He was. And, he, and I want to continue on the article. It says, uh, first, a little context. Straight bourbon is a legal term describing bourbon, which is itself by definition made in the USA of at least 51% corn and aged in new oak and aged in new oak barrels with no added flavoring or color coloring that has been aged at least 2 years and which must carry an age statement if aged fewer than 4 all of those mentioned here meet the requirements some manufacturers provide more information than strictly required age statements mash bills some don't and so he says, for this list, I'll be drawing on my own tasting notes where possible and filling in from the distiller, blender, or not. There are a few I haven't been able to taste yet. Not all judges taste every expression. And he says, yes, there's a lot to peruse here for those of us just looking for a little guidance on our next bottle or two. And he says, my advice, scroll through, and if a certain description sounds particularly good to you, <laughs> no pun intended here, right? When he says, give it a shot. He says, for the most part, these are all pretty accessible and affordable straight bourbons. We'll get to the small batch, single barrels, special finishings, and best in show a little later. He says, until then, let's enjoy some straight bourbon whiskeys. And so the straight bourbon whiskeys, one of these things I, I did want to comment on was, and I don't have time to comment on all of these, but I, again, I kick myself. I go back to the story of Henry McKenna. I had that in my hand, but it was best to show at San Francisco, you know, uh, you know, a little while, you know, a little while back, and only a second bourbon in the history, Henry McKenna, only second bourbon in the history to win best of show in the history, and uh, in the competition, and I had that in my hand, and then I put it back, and same thing, I did it again. Of course, I look at my wallet. My wallet's also consulting with me, saying, no, 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 put it back, put it back. It just, it's just as bad as when I was in my college days. Oh, no, back in the 90s, don't spend that $40 on a Mickey Mantle autographed baseball with certificate of authenticity. You're a college kid. You're too poor. You can't spend the $40. Put it back. Are you kidding me? 
I'm sure that Mickey Mantle autographed, personally autographed baseball when I was on a college shopping trip in Texas. I knew, I still kick myself to this day for not getting that autographed baseball. I said, are you kidding me? Mickey Mantle, what was I thinking? And I put it back again, there I go again, putting it back on the shelf to save myself $40. And I'm sure that baseball is worth a lot more than $40 today. So take my advice, you know, if that still small voice tells you uh, to get that item, uh, I, I think later on you'll be glad you did, especially if it's going to make you money in the long run. And there I was, my whole point, 1792, EIB, bottle and bond, straight bourbon, 1792, I put it back and never got it, and Zach Johnson, there he is, he has it on his list here, I'm going, are you kidding me? But. I did go and scroll down through the screen and I see, but yay, I actually have the 1792 that he has from his article, Foolproof Straight Bourbon. I actually got that one. I did get that one right. I actually got that one. I'm going, oh, I did something right. Foolproof, 1792. But here's what kills me too, uh, in the sense that that bottle, what he's quoting now, is $100 for the bottle. I'm going, are you kidding me? That's why I say get whiskey now. Get whiskey now because prices are going up. My close personal friend of over 40 years, I was telling him last night at dinner, I said, you know that bottle of V. McAllen in the Sherry Oloroso casks from Jezreel, Spain? You know the V. McAllen 12 in the black box? I said, when he got that for me, it was $75 a bottle. It's now at $90 a bottle. $90 a bottle. And when I look at that, it says that's a $15 difference from the 75 to the 90, that's $15. It's gone up. That price differential of the McAllen 12 going up like that, that my friend got for me, in less than a year that has gone up, that differential alone in the price increase of the McAllen 12 is actually more money than I paid for my whole, my whole bottle, my whole 750 milliliter bottle of Benchmark 8 from Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is fantastic, by the way, because I got it for under $15, but it's fantastic, and I've talked about that in other podcasts. Well, are you kidding me? Seriously. So that's why I say, if you have that still small voice that tells you to get that bottle of whiskey, or maybe it's that Mickey Mantle autographed baseball, I would say probably get it. And I kick myself now, even all those you know years later, that I didn't get that baseball. So if you have that bottle of whiskey that, that something's telling you, I better get this bottle, uh, please take my advice, get that bottle. But I am glad I got the 1792 foolproof. Zach Johnson has it as well in his article that we're talking about this afternoon on episode 74 of the Whiskey Wonder Podcast. And average price, he has $100 for the bottle. $100 for the bottle. Wow, I, I can't remember. I, I think I've had that bottle for about a year and a half. And I can't remember what I paid for it. I really don't. But I know I didn't pay anything, I think, even close to $100. It might have been maybe $50, maybe, I think, maybe $50 or $60. I don't know, but it's gone up quite a bit from the, from the time that I got that bottle. And I'm so glad I did. And sometimes $17.92 is a, it can be the foolproof and the BIB, Bottle and Bond. Those are tougher bottles uh, to find. In case a little history of the 1792, because when Kentucky became a state, I believe it was June 1st, but I know the year was 1792. Kentucky became a state, thus the title 1792. And so he's got a number of bottles here too, and I want to comment some of the ones that um, are on his list and the ones that I have too. 
And actually, he's got benchmark bonded uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. That's the bonded one benchmark, again, from the uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Fantastic. And uh, that'd be fantastic, uh, I'm sure. I haven't had that one, but I've had the, not the bonded one, but I've had the uh, benchmark date. And then some of the other ones he actually has uh, mentioned, too, that I wanted to uh, talk about is he actually has Four Roses Bourbon, Four Roses Straight Bourbon as well. And uh, Jim Beam, white label, we'd say white label. And he's quoting $24 a bottle. And then Ken's, one of Ken's personal favorites. And this one before has beaten, they don't tell you which whiskey. But again, Jim Beam, black, extra aged. And this actually, I read an article a long time ago before. Every time I see Jim Beam, black, extra aged, I think about Ken, because that's one of his favorites. And because this was the one I read an article about that beat a $2,000 bottle on a blind tasting. So here you have Jim Bean, the bottle, about 20 bucks a bottle. What he's quoting here, $20 a bottle, beating a $2,000 bottle in a blind tasting a number of years ago. So you're looking for a quality one that's not going to run you $2,000 a bottle. Thank you very much. Get some Jim Bean Black Extra Age. And if the $20 is more than you want to spend, you can get a small lane for under $20, get one of the smallie ones. And then, so these are some of the ones I just wanted to quote from. And those of you that like uh, Costco, I know there's a lot of Costco fans out there. He's got on his article, Kirkland Signature Bottled and Bond Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And the Kirkland, very, very high quality. And uh, you know, what brands are the Kirklands really? Uh, top quality, you know, top shelf labels, but then it carries the Kirkland uh, brand. Old Fitzgerald Bottle of Bond Spring 2022 uh, Bourbon. That one's definitely, if you're in my town where I live in Boise, Idaho, that's going to be like a unicorn. That's going to be like finding a unicorn here. Finding a unicorn bottle, Old Fitzgerald Bottle of Bond. He's quoting $185 for the bottle. But if you can find Old Fitzgerald, I recommend anywhere in the United States, anywhere that you're at, you can find it anywhere, wherever you are, internationally, domestically, locally, get it. One of my personal favorites he has on here that I've quoted before is Old Forester 100 Proof Straight Bourbon. One of my all-time personal favorites. I know that Fred Minnick, I've quoted from him. He's actually one of the judges in the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. And he's a world expert, you know, a world-renowned expert, very well-known. You can go to fredminnick.com and read about him and his expertise. I've quoted from him a lot. And I know Old Forester has been one of his favorite personal brands. And I really love the Old Forester 100 proof. And when I smell it, it reminds me kind of cherries when I'm smelling it. Remember, always smell with your mouth open because uh, you have to be careful you don't burn your nostrils. So to avoid that, make sure you're smelling uh, with your mouth open. And so those are some of the ones I just wanted to uh, talk about and uh, that he has uh, a number of them. So I'll let you go and check him out, uh, uprocks.com. And you can go, and these are some of the ones that he has on his article. Uh, this is again by Zach Johnston, life writer here for uprocks.com. Uh, the article we've been sharing with you this afternoon, all the double gold winning straight bourbons from this year's San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Now, for sake of time, we didn't read all of them, but it gives you some ideas, maybe some things to think about and look at. And uh, definitely, I know I'm running out of time. My podcast made it a little bit longer than I wanted to on this episode 74, but hope it gave you some great ideas. And I'm going to go on a limb again and say, 
I'm looking forward to finding out the winner of these of these new categories in the world, uh, the San Francisco World Spirits Competition of the American Single Malt category and the Weeded Bourbon category. I am looking forward to seeing the winner and the winners of these. And I'm going to, like I said, go out on a limb here and predict westward uh, American Single Malt Stout Cask as if uh, not a gold medal winner, I'm going to guess a double gold winner. And I have no clue, no idea. I'm just going based on my taste buds. And so, and again, they're based out of Portland, Oregon. And so anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Anchor is letting me know. I am, I have a, you know, I have several minutes left, but I don't want to make it too long, but I definitely wanted to share a kind of more current event, current information about uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition and kind of put these two articles together and hopefully it gives you some maybe ideas when you get to the liquor store uh, that you're looking for something and I try to make this podcast like a tool to help uh, those that are you know wanting to know more about whiskey maybe it gives you some ideas and like I said you can become your own expert I believe Heather Green talked about that before in her book Whiskey Distill the Populist Guide to the uh, Water of Life uh, just keep studying about whiskey and uh, just, you know, do your homework, do your research, and and you can become your own expert as well. But we just try to make this podcast a tool to help uh, those that are learning about whiskey. I'm always learning about whiskey, too. And the thing I've learned is the more that you learn about something, there's always more to learn. So anyway, thank you. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you being here with me this Sunday afternoon on episode 74 on the Whiskey Wonder podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Remember, always drink safely, responsibly, and with moderation. Thanks for tuning in and cheers.